0: Welcome to another Guitar Noise Podcast. I'm David Hodge, Managing Editor of Guitar Noise, www.guitarnoise.com. I'm going to do a few more things with strumming today. So get your guitars and we'll get ready to play, okay? And away we go today we're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a break from um, the practical applications that we've been using the last um, five weeks, five five times out or so, and talk about a few more um, techniques that we haven't touched base on yet. And they're very, very important. One of the things that um, we tend to forget and when we're talking about strumming, we get so concerned about the beat, which is... Absolutely important thing to do, because it's what strumming is all about. But one of the other aspects of the beat is actually not being on the beat. And um, I know that's a little cryptic, but we're going to get into that. And also we're going to get into the idea of um, not playing. Well, hopefully that's piqued your interest a little bit. Anyway, here we go today we 're going to talk about um, start out with what 's known as anticipation and um, this is something we cover in a lot of the easy songs for beginners and on guitar noise as well as the intermediate songs because anticipation is a very very important part of rhythm guitar playing um, if you 're familiar with um the wallflowers um three Marlenas lesson which is on the on the Website or um, sitting on the dock of the bay. They all are classic uses of anticipation. And what anticipation is, in a nutshell, is coming in ahead of the beat. For instance, if we're doing a chord change and we're going from C to G and we're going 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, the anticipation would be coming in. On that C, instead of on the first beat of the one in the second measure, one two three four one, like right there, it would be coming in on the four and a half beat, like this: one two three four and one two three four one two three four and one two. Three. one two three and four and one two and one more time one and two and three and four and one two. okay now if we have gotten to this point where we've been talking more or less pretty much every single week about being able to keep our sock puppet moving and going up and down. We're going down strokes on the beats and we're coming up on the ends. More times than not, the anticipation is going to be on on an end and so it's going to be on the up. And you can hear that one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and... And two, and three, and four, and one. The anticipation in um, music is very, very important as far as rhythm goes. It, it gives the impression that things are actually picking up speed. Even though the beat is holding steady, because the chord change is coming in um, faster than one anticipates it's coming um, that gives the impression that the beat is really moving along ahead. And this is one of the things that's really key in a lot of rock music, um, also some folk music and, and other genres as well, because if the drum is holding the beat steady and the rest of the band is pulling the anticipations, in, um, it again, it, it makes it sound like the song is being driven. It's being pulled in faster than it actually is. It's not speeding up, but it sounds like it's speeding up. And um, it kind of gives into the whole excitement of, um, of, of music. You know, people get excited by fast music. It's just the way it is. So, what we're going to do is we're going to start out, again, very, very easily, by going with our G. We're going to go down strokes. One, two, three, four, and. And then the and... We're going down on four, so we got to make a chord change really, really quickly to come back up for that C, and then we're going to go down on the one again. So one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and and two and three and four and one and two three. And four and one and two and three and four and one. Nicely done. Now, this is almost directly like out of three Marlena's, only it's in a different key. We're using G's and C's instead of D's and G's. Um, We're going to go from our G to our anticipation of C and then to an anticipation of G. So we'd be going 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1. There's a C, 2, 3, and now anticipate. 1, 2, 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and And four and one. Not too bad. Now, let's try picking this up a little bit. So one and two and three and four and and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two. Three and four and one and two and and three and four and one and and three and four and Four and one, nicely done. Now you probably, if you if you listen to a lot of you know Young, you know you hear anticipations all the time. The guitar and the vocals tend to both do anticipations. Vocalists do a lot of anticipations. They'll come in on a on a note ahead of the rest of the band, and again that adds to the tension. It's it's a very nice effect. It can be overdone sometimes, but you know, most of the time it's really really nice. Now. We're going to do next. So we're going to throw our D chord into our mix. We're going to go from G, two, three. Then on the end of three, we're going to do a D chord on the up. And then four, is going to go down on that D. Then up on the end of four is going to be a C chord, followed by a one. Let's see if I can explain this again. 1 2 & 3 are all G. 1 2 & 3 & is D, 4 is down on D, & is up on C, and 1 is back down, it's 2, 3, 4. So putting that all together, we've got One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one. Pick it up a little and see how we do. So one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and last one, one and two and three and four. One and two and three and then donji. Not too bad. Let's take this concept of anticipation and put it in our pocket for a little bit and talk about something else. One of the most powerful tools of rhythm and strumming, believe it or not, are, are musical rests when we're not playing And a lot of people forget the fact that music is about tension Part of the tension, as opposed to harmony um, Can come from simply stopping And um, getting the music starting again The problem with that is that a lot of people tend to lose the beat once they stop And you can't do that because then you have to have everybody coming in at a different beat It can be kind of messy So we're going to work this concept up a little bit by taking just a gen- generic Sterling pattern, kind of like we've been Doing before, we're going 1 and 2 And 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 So it's down, down Down, up, down Down, down, up, down Okay? We're going to do that twice And then the third time, we're just going to totally Stop on the first beat And you know then finish with 2 and 3 and 4 And then continue on with that So, it'll sound like 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and here we go and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 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 4. Now, in order to keep the guitar from ringing, You just bring your hand right down on your strings, your strumming hand on your strings. You can either clap it over, you know, you'll get a little bit of a click, like this. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and four. And 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 I was kind of overdoing it there, but you can also just lay your hand lightly across it. And the first one, of course, is give me one and two and three and four and and two and three and four and one and two three and four and one and two and three and four they all work out fine um, again another thing that you can do is um, what we call the percussive stroke um and um, what I call percussive stroke which is clapping the the palm the heel of your palm the edge of your little finger or gun and kind of like a I've been told it's an oblique karate chop while catching the strings with your pick, all in one motion like that. All right, that's obviously not silence. That's a real stress, but it is different than getting a whole ringing chord. So let's try that again, giving me the first one as um, well as a gimme, I guess. It sets the pace, 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. Okay. Now all of this may seem kind of easy and we don't even worry too much about it as far as that goes. But it's when we start applying it into real music, meaning the fact that we're incorporating it into a strumming pattern, that it helps to make a song sound a lot more interesting. For instance, if we go back to that G-D-C thing, if we're going 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and, okay. Okay. You've got two beats of G, two beats of D, four beats of C. It could be anything. It could be knocking on heaven's door. It could be helpless. It could be just about anything that you want it to be. It could be, if not for you, you know, whatever you'd like. But what we're going to do is we're going to... Well, first, we'll have a little bit of G to get us going. 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and... Then on our first beat of G, we're not going to do anything. We're either going to mute it totally, we're going to do a percussive stroke, we're just going to let it die. Then we're going to come by hard on the second beat with a full chord. On the third beat, we're going to go for silence again. But on the end of the third beat, we'll catch the D, the last bit of D, okay? And on the fourth beat, where we say four, we're also going to go for silence. And again, we can either, you know, mute the strings, deaden it, uh, you know, without a lot of sound. We can go for a percussive stroke, whichever. On the end of the fourth beat, we're going to hit that anticipation of C. And then plow into four beats of C before repeating the cycle all over again. So taking this extremely slowly and giving us four beats of G to start out with one and two, three and four and g and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. One and two and three and four and one and two and three. And four, and and two and three. four and one and two and three and four and one and two. 2, and 3, and 4, and 1, and 3, and 4, and 1, and 2, and 3, and 4, and 1, and 3, and 4. All right, let's pick that up a little bit, and you might find yourself um, humming Sweet Jane in the background, you never know. So, 1, and 2, and 4 G's. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two three and four and one and two and three, four and one and two and three and four and one and two three and four and one and two and four and one and two and three and four and two three and four. How'd you do? Right up there with anticipation and rests, uh, one of the other most important tools that you can use as strumming are dynamics. Dynamics meaning um, turning on and off your volume switch, if you will. Using our last example as an example, we could easily, when we get to those four beats of C, Hit the first one hard and then kind of drop down and build up as we go to the, for the rest of them using all 8th notes. So we've got and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and and that will make the total rest off of into the first beat of G even more impressive. So again, it's a matter of just kind of dropping out and then just kind of building it as you go along. Let's try it slowly, see what happens, and then we'll try to pick it up the pace a little bit. So it'll be G's, four G's to start with, 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and more interesting, doesn't it? kind of thought you'd think so. Now, as we've done in all of our other podcasts, why don't we use these things that we're doing now and kind of build on them by adding things that we've done in the past? And one of the easiest places in this particular one, I think, would be in using our C chord. Okay. So, when I get to my C, it's kind of and one. Two and three and four and that sounds good. So we've got C. That's our one. And is going to be the open D string. Two is going to be hammering on the second fret of that D string in order to get the E note. And is the open G string. And then using the middle finger again to hammer onto the second fret to get the A note and then going back to the open G. So we've got 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1. And that 1 would actually be a G. So we've got 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and... and 4 we're going to hit a very fast hammer, hitting the D and getting right to it. And one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one. Only we're not going to hit that bass note in the G for the one. We're going to try to make that a silence. Okay. So let's see if I can do this slowly for you. One and four G's to start two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three, four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three, four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three, four and one and and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 4 and Now, what's very likely going to happen is as you get going into this, you may find yourself, oh my god, I can't necessarily just nail the strings that I want to hit with the hammers. Don't worry about that. Because, um, again, the beauty of the acoustic guitar, anyway, is the fact that These strings are going to kind of sound over each other. You're going to get a lot of nice overtones. And if I miss, you know, one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two. So if I hit two strings instead of one, it helps to drive it even more. Now, Let's try that adding dynamics, starting out kind of slow and then building it up. We'd we'll have one, two, three. Again, give you lots of ideas of things that you can work with. Cool, huh? Now, one thing you can do to help yourself with this whole idea of anticipations is getting used to just being stronger on your upbeats. A lot of people don't like upbeats, but they're a lot of fun. And they're easy to practice because, you know, addition part of strumming. You're going down and you come back up. You're always coming back up. And one way that you can do this, um, is actually kind of fun, is just to hit upbeats. So, for instance, if I'm going to play a progression between A minor and D, for instance, or let's make a D7 since it's an even easier um, switch, we can go... And just use straight eighth notes, straight up and down. 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 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 4. And you can hear how that's nice and steady? All eighth notes. Okay? Well, now I'm going to practice my ups. And to do that, I'm going to go down... I can do a percussive stroke where I can try to get really, really crafty and, and not do anything. One and two and three and four and one and two and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and. Now, muting the upstrokes does take a little bit of practice. When we're coming up, we're only hitting a couple of strings to start with. We're only usually hitting three or four at the most. We're not trying to go too much into the bass notes of the guitar, the A and the E strings. So when I'm bringing that up, I'm kind of like getting my pick ready to go into a cocking motion so that it can come right back down again. But instead of bringing the pick down, I'm going to bring both my pick and the hand down in one motion so that the hand can mute the strings. And my pick, if I get the strings, is going to give me that percussive stroke. And if I don't, it's not going to give me anything. And both are fine. So, go down like that. One, and two, and three, and four, and one, and two, three, and four, and, and, yeah, no pun intended. The point of this is to keep the whole motion going. If you decide that you're going to stop and then try to get back down for your upstrokes, you're going to find yourself lost. You're going to find yourself really having a hard time keeping the beat. So, again, think back all the way to when we are talking about sock puppets in the very, very first guitar noise thing or on the latest um, Guitar column on rhythm and strumming, and um, it's about sock puppets, and um, it might help you out with this as far as it goes. So, so let's start this out kind of simply. We're going to go on the A minor. We're going to go down on one, one and two. We're going to cut it all out. Total silence. One and two and three. And is an up on A minor four is a silence and is up on the D seventh and one is down on D seventh, two, three, four, and just let it ring out. So very slowly. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two three and four and one and two and, and, two and three. Four and one and two and three and Four and one, two and three, four and one, two and three and four and one, two and three and Now this may not really seem like all that much, but the thing is is that when you get into faster speeds and faster tempos this can make a world of difference in between how something sounds, and makes it something that's fairly simple sound a lot more complicated. So at this slow pace, we may seem okay, no big deal, right? But as we pick it up, you know, one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and three and four and one and two and three and One thing that you may also be noting is that when you're playing in this sort of style, leaving yourself rests, it gives you room to do other things, like bass lines or cross-picking riffs or all sorts of things, shifting your chords around. It um, gives you time yeah, to, to get ready for the next chord changes if it comes to that. So don't knock playing rests you know, it's one of the things that can really make you sound a lot better, even though it sounds kind of silly that not playing can make you sound better. But nothing could be truer. Um, good musicians know when not to play as much as they know when to play. And um, that's an important thing you'll be learning, um, if you, especially if you're reading and following along with the um, soloing columns at um, Guitar Noise these days so let's try this a minor d7 thing one more time to get us through and we'll take it relatively quickly so we will go one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four two and three and four and one and two and three and four and two and three and Before we sign out to next time, I would just like to let you know we're only going to do a few more things in the strumming for a bit. I'd like to um, start moving on to some other topics. I don't want to drop the strumming, so um, don't worry, we won't be dropping that. But you know, we've, this will be like close to 20 of them on, on just strumming, so I think it's, it's time that we give some other topics a fair share. But feel free to write in about what you would like. Um, One of the things that is going to be coming up in Strumming um, fairly shortly are going to be other beats like reggae and ska and stuff like that, Um, you know, tango, whatever you'd like. So please, again, feel free to write in. Let me know what you're interested in as far as lessons are concerned, and we'll do our best to accommodate you. And I'd just like to tell you once again, thank you very, very much for all the support that you give us here at Guitar Noise. It's a pleasure to bring you these lessons, and I just hope that they continue to be helpful for you all. All right? So, we'll see you in two weeks. One, two, three, four.